Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So if I went around the room this morning and asked each of you to describe yourselves in a few words, would anyone use the word confident to describe themselves? So if somebody asked you to describe yourselves in a few words, would the word confident come to mind? Honestly, not for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm 5'7 and I'm confident, right? That's usually not the first thing that we think of. We typically don't describe ourselves as confident because we don't want people to think that we're cocky or that we're full of ourselves. We can recognize confidence in someone else, but in ourselves, well, that's a whole nother story. But after today, I hope that when people ask you to describe yourselves, you will use the word confident. And here's why. The truth of the matter is you cannot spell confidence without Christ. As Christians, we truly cannot spell confidence without Christ. He puts the capital C in confidence. He should be the source of all of our confidence. And as a body, we should all be confident people. Some people don't like to say that they are confident because they don't want someone to think that they think that they're all that in a bag of chips and a Slurpee. But let's get something clear. Confident is not cocky, conceited, or arrogant. I am confident. But you must understand that I am humbled by my inability. I am humbled by my humanity, and I am humbled by my shortcomings. But I am confident that with God, all things are possible. I am confident in the goodness of God, that he will never leave me or forsake me, that he loves me with an everlasting love. I am confident today because the very creator of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, he holds my next breath in the palm of his hands. You know, in Genesis, God spoke everything into existence. He separated light from darkness, the light he called day, the darkness he called night. He called the birds of the air and the fish of the sea into existence. Every single creature was created by his command except for humans. Humans are the one creation that God took great pleasure in. He took great care in. We were the only creation that God did not speak into existence. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. And then in Psalm chapter 139 verses 13 and 14 says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. You see, I'm confident this morning because he took time on me. And he took time creating uniquely wonderful, purposeful you. Confidence, by definition, is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. It's a firm trust. 
And I'll tell you, I rely on God for literally everything. So that's where my confidence comes from. I remember a time I was a little girl and I had lost my Bonnie Bell Lip Smackers chapstick. And as you can imagine, I was devastated. And I was not, I refused to go to sleep until I found that little chapstick. I can't tell you what flavor it was, but it sure smelled good, right? And my wonderful dad offered to help me look for it. We'll find it, I said confidently. I asked God to help us find it. And I'll never forget him saying, you asked God to help you find your chapstick? Oh, absolutely. You better believe it. I asked God for help with everything. And yes, I found my chapstick. If it's important to you, daughter of God, if it's important to you, son of God, it's important to him. And parents know that even as their kids grow older, they're always going to be your babies. No matter how old we get, we're always going to be children of the king. And if it's important to us, it's important to him. We must have confidence in and a firm trust in God. And faith, really, in God. Sometimes life brings unexpected storms or puts mountains in our path that we were not prepared to climb. But the word of God tells us in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And then Mark chapter eleven twenty three says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Matthew 21, 21. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain, this is Jesus talking, if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And then there's a passage I didn't include in Isaiah chapter 45. And some versions say that God will go before you and make the crooked way straight. And other versions say he will actually level the mountains in your path. That's the kind of God that we serve. So I'm confident today. Why? Because we just read, if you have faith even the size of a mustard seed. And if none of you have seen a mustard seed, I can tell you it's smaller than you think. It's smaller than a penny. It's smaller than the head of an eraser. It's tiny. So God's saying, just work with me. Even if you have just this much faith, then you can speak to that mountain in your life, and it will be removed. But guess what? Because I'm confident, because I have faith in the creator of heaven and earth, I know this. If I speak to that mountain in my life, and it is not removed then I am confident that God will give me the grace and the strength to climb over that mountain and to get to the other side. And I will get to the other side. And I'll be stronger than I was before. And guess what? He'll get me there in one piece. And I'll be safe in Jesus.
confidence. And confidence looks forward, not backward. How do we look forward, though, when the storms of life are swirling about us? Well, we must be rooted in Jesus. How can I be confident if I'm not rooted in solid ground? At the first sign of difficulty, at the first sign of a problem, at the first sign of a challenge or an issue, people that are not grounded in Jesus will be uprooted and carried away in the storm. We've got to be grounded in God. I am confident today. And you know what? Confident people don't fear change. They don't. They welcome it. Confident people are not afraid of change because they know as they know as they know that when God is in it, then it's for me. Psalm 138, verse 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. So if change comes, it's for me. Because he's going to perfect whatever concerns me anywhere in my life. And you know what I can't do? Plenty. I can't do plenty. But 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That gives me confidence. Because me on my own, I fall short all the time. But with God, there's no limit. And you know what? Confident people are not critical or jealous of others. Let me say that again. Confident people are not critical or jealous of others. James chapter 3.16 says, For where envy or jealousy and self-seeking exist, confusion and evil things are there. We have all been given unique talents, giftings, and abilities for a unique purpose. We are all called to be used of God in a multitude of different ways. And you know, all together we make up the body of God. All of us are needed together. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. We need each other. And we're all important in the kingdom of God. And a confident person can recognize greatness in others. And not be distracted by it, or judgmental of it, or worse yet, jealous of it. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17 says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor. So from A to Z, basically, don't be jealous of what your neighbor has or doesn't have, right? One of the Ten Commandments is you shall not covet. Covet means yearning to possess. You want something that someone has so badly. But you know what? Confident people don't want to be anyone else. They are quite content being the person that God created them to be. And guess what? There's room for all of us. There really is. Are you kidding me? The creator of heaven and earth and you don't think he made room for you? You think that someone else, because of their talent, has sort of pushed you out? There's room for all of us. Believe you me. And if God has put it in your hand, it will always be anointed. If God has put it in your hand, he will always anoint it. 
Where we go wrong is casting our own gifts aside and hoping for or becoming jealous of someone else's. I could pray and wish and hope to sing like Whitney Houston till the cows come home. I'll never sing as much as I would love to be able to belt it out like her. I'll never be Whitney Houston. Let Whitney be Whitney, right? And we can appreciate that. I'll never be Whitney Houston, people. And I'm good with it. I really am. I'm actually inspired by other people that are clearly living their purpose. Like watching a Broadway show and all of the actors that are singing and dancing with all of their might, and you know, you just feel that, oh my word, these people have tapped into what it is they were put on this earth to do. They are living their purpose. Or you have that amazing once-in-a-lifetime meal at a restaurant, and you know the chef took such great care in putting it on a plate. It's like art on a plate. They are living their calling. They are living their purpose. Don't make the mistake of wasting precious time wishing for someone else's talent. No, I'm going to thank God for what he gave me and steward it and grow it and further it to the best of my ability in Jesus. If God has not put it in your hand, this is important, it will never be anointed. If God has not put it in your hand, it will never be anointed. You can't sideswipe someone else's talent or ability or someone else's relationship or things. If you were not created to do it, if you were not created to have it, it will not be blessed. It will not be anointed. Pure and simple. And if you missed the Thursday night message of my mother, Miss Elaine Bradley, on anointing, you need to listen to it on the podcast because that delves deeper into what anointing is and what we have to go through to get there. But we want everything that we touch to be anointed by God. I don't know about you, but I want everything in my life to be blessed. I don't want any areas of my life to not be blessed. Confident people will lift others up instead of tearing them down. Confident people will cheer others on as they too pursue their calling in Jesus. Let me tell you something. He succeeding, it has no effect on my calling or on my purpose. Or she succeeding has no effect on my calling or on my purpose. Only you can get in your own way. And I know I've gotten in my own way plenty. But only we really can get in our own way. I am confident today because Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. Amen. You know, people can go through their life maybe not confident because maybe they're not proud of their past or their heritage or where they came, they came from. But when we are born again of water and spirit, we take on a new identity. We take on the name of our Father, Jesus Christ, no generational curses, we take on a new name, and we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. So whatever name I had before, it's been trumped, and I now have a name written in glory. So you guys have to think, sons and daughters of the God, you have Christ in your name. Jesus Christ is your Father. You are all royalty by the grace of God. Isaiah chapter 56 Verse 5 says, even to them, 
I will give in my house and within my walls a place and a name. Better than that of sons and daughters, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Once you take on the name of God, nobody can remove it from your life. That's your new name, and nobody can take that away from you. We have a new name, and we have an everlasting name in Jesus, and I am confident about that today. Confident people face their fears head on. Confident people are not fearless. Nobody's fearless, right? I mean, I still see a spider, and I'm like, it, it's tiny, and I'll run in the next room. I'm like, oh, it's, they're taking over, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully my dad's home to, like, take care of it for me. But spider, nobody's free of fear, right? Everybody, at some point in our lives, we all come face to face with fear. But confident sons and daughters of the king say, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. And with all of these news reports that are swirling, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Confident people are positive people. They're happy campers. We should always be happy campers because we know that God has it. I used to have this motto of one prayer. People would ask me to pray, and I'm like, I'm going to pray, but I'm only going to pray one time because God's got it. I'm going to only pray and ask God about it once, and when I talk to God about it once, I know that he heard me the first time. I am positive that he has it under control because he's got the whole world in his hands. One prayer. Won't he do it? Watch him do it. Yes, there's a time and a season to ask and to seek and to knock. And sometimes we have to fast harder and sometimes we have to pray harder. But I tend to only try as I try as I might to ask God for something once. Because he heard me the first time and if it's for me, you better believe I'm going to have it. I'm a happy camper because I leave it in the hands of Jesus. And God's going to fix it, I know. And if it's for me, I will have it. And if it, it will harm me, I won't. Period. End of story. Confident people are optimistic that everything's going to be okay. Because with God, everything really is going to be okay. All things work together for our good. Amen? Confident people worry less. Some are altogether stress-free. God bless America. Because you know why? We weren't created to carry our own burdens. My shoulders aren't big enough for that. But God is there to shoulder our burdens for us. That's why we have a Savior. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 27 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, especially now people. We're not worrying about what we're going to eat or drink, okay? This is for us today. Or about your body, or about what you will wear. Is life not more than food and clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? 
Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? No, you cannot, just so you know. All these people worrying about the virus are going to lower their immune system and catch something. I'm not going to worry. I'm just happy camper, doing my own thing like normal, right? Business as usual because God's got it. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. So why in the world are we worrying about tomorrow or next week or next month or if Walmart's still going to have toilet paper next month? Let tomorrow worry about itself, right? There's no burden too great for God. Not one. He will shoulder every worry, every stress, every concern. Just give it to Jesus. He's got it. So I'm confident today. Confident people... Do not feel out of control because they know that God is in control. Have you ever been in an argument and you lose control? I have. And it's the worst feeling in the world because you know they got to you and you lost your cool. And now you're no longer an innocent party. You are equally at fault because you lost your control and you blew up your nachos on everybody. Right? We are not to lose control. Because the moment that I hand the baton of control over to someone else means that I'm not trusting in Jesus or means that I tried to take the matters into my own hands. No, no. I will not fight you. God's going to do my fighting for me. And believe me, people, you are sons and daughters of the king. When you put your hands on it, God can't bless it. You will believe me. Leave it to Jesus. He'll fight on your behalf. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. And guess what? I mean, blessings, I want him to repay. And he's going to do a better job than I ever would, right? So God is so good. There's no burden too great for God. And everybody needs to remember that God is in control. He's in control. You know, somebody at work was just a big old meanie a couple weeks ago. Mean, 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 mean. And I just smiled, and I actually told my mom, Mom, I feel so sorry for that person. They're going to have to deal with Jesus. And then I just got my coffee and skipped on to work. Really, why are we worrying? Why are we trying to make someone pay for something they did to us? Oh, no, no, no. God's got it. And then I'm free because then I'm not harboring bitterness or resentment or whatever. No, no. I want to be clean and pure before my master, before my Savior, Jesus Christ. Let him take care of it. Let him take care of your battles for you. So how's everybody doing? Are we feeling more confident today? Thank you, Jesus. Say it with me. I am confident. I am confident. Again, I am confident. Good. Now say, Jesus is my confidence. I like the sound of that. And it is so true. We are what we are by the grace and mercies of Christ alone. To God be all the glory. So the next time that someone says, describe yourself, I hope that you will all include the word confident. 
because we know that it's not us. It's all Jesus. He's our confidence. God bless you. I love you all. And you have a wonderful week. Jesus has you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.